For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe Delio, joined by NFL Draft Analyst. Irish breakdown recruiting analyst Ryan Roberts. Ryan, we're doing a we're doing our first, well, not our first mock draft of the 2023 cycle, but our first mid-season one. And I think we're gonna start doing a lot of these to just get some buzz going with uh, with the college football season underway. How are you doing today? You excited? Yeah, man. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we call clickbait. I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> you and I are gonna have an off off camera conversation after this, but you may or may not be correct on that. Um, I like doing mock drafts though. They're fun. It's fun to do, to do mock drafts, Ryan. And we're going to do only top 10 because basically the top 10 picks are the ones that are not solidified, but at least close to being settled after five, six weeks of NFL action. So, um, Mm -hmm. nonetheless, it's going to be fun to do a, a mock draft. So, uh, Ryan, before we get to that though, I just want to tell our listeners about bet online. If you're looking for somewhere to bet. Make sure you head to Bet Online, which is the number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering in info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to Bet Online. To join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit, make sure to use promo code Believe to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ryan, let's uh, let's share with everybody the screen that is the mock draft simulator on RisingDraft.com. Uh, I realize we did not establish who is picking first. I always tend to pick first. So, Ryan, why don't I we think kick you, it off? I think I go first usually. No, it's always me. because the, I don't think so. When, whenever think. Alex is on, I usually go first because I'm the, the idiot that's not paying attention to things and I have to have like a handicap on me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. If you say so. If you say okay. so. All right. So, Carolina Panthers? Is that what yes. we'll start with then? Yes, right. we are, sir. The question is, Joe, is which quarterback do you want? Right? We've had this debate... Going back to the summer, whether it is C.J. Stroud or it is Bryce Young or who is the quarterback that you want to be the first one off the board. And it's a great debate. And I think that there's a lot of positives to both sides. And Mm -hmm. it really depends, I think, on what the next coaching staff is going to look like. And unfortunately, we don't exactly know what it's going to look like, right? Matt Rule out as head coach. We don't know what the long-term answer is going to be in Carolina. So I'm going to go for who I have as the high-rated player at this time. So I am going to defer to Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. 
things that you love about Bryce Young, quick processor, good out of structure, just an innate sense in the pocket, the ability to maneuver, very accurate, extremely accurate, actually. So a lot of good things to work with with Bryce Young. The Carolina Panthers have had a habit of doing ter- making terrible decisions at quarterback. Let's get that remedied now with Bryce Young. So, Ryan, I, I totally agree with the premise here, one, getting a quarterback. I also really like the idea of Bryce Young being the first quarterback selected. But the one thing is that there's a lot of ambiguity on who that guy could be because we don't know who the head coach is going to be next season. Matt Rule was just fired, and that opens up a lot of questions of who comes in, who do they want, who do they want to build around. They might end up with a progressive quarter or a progressive offensive coordinator and coach that wants to air the ball out. They might want to go with a Bryce Young. Maybe they want CJ Stroud. Or the converse of that, you might end up with somebody who's got a very old school style approach. And I think that actually opens up the door for maybe a Will Levis, if that's even possible. I know it's cringy to say, but I, I think that that possibility is out there on the table, is it not? No, I mean, it is based upon everything that we're hearing from people that make the decisions around the league, scouts and the, the, those circles. Will Levis is well-liked in the NFL, man. I mean, we've seen it even dating back to the the summer when we got, you know, the Blesto and the NFS reports. You know, we know that Will Levis is very well-liked by NFL evaluators. So is it unreasonable? No. But as Ryan Roberts is the general manager, Joe, I will not allow <laughs> this to happen. <laughs> okay? I. Uh, Will Levis is such a volatile kid, man. Like, again, like we talked about this, what, last week, the week before, whenever that was. And, like, I can talk myself into him as a potential franchise signal call to the next level, but I, I just can't do it at that spot, right? Like, mortgaging a first overall pick. The Carolina Panthers have made mistake after mistake from Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield in recent years as a quarterback. Got to take one that may have a higher floor, and I think that that's what Bryce Young has. Yeah, totally agree here. And, the, and like, that's the big thing. You shouldn't risk it for the amount of misses that they've had and the fact that they haven't had an established quarterback since Cam Newton and he wasn't even really established because of the continual inconsistencies with him. So Bryce Young, probably the safer choice there. Probably the best thing for them to to have some security going forward. You know what else I think, Joe? I, like, I think that the Carolina Panthers are going to be a pretty desirable destination for the next head coach, right? Because when yeah. you look at the roster there, man, the roster's not bad. It's not. Like, the yeah. offensive line needs to get retooled con- uh, continually. You know, you drafted Ika McQuanu. Hopefully, he's the guy that you envisioned when the last regime drafted him. Well, I guess it's still the same regime because Scott Fitterer is still the guy calling the, calling the shots as, as of right now. But regardless, you have DJ Moore, you still have Robbie Anderson, you have Christian McCaffrey, you have guys like J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin and Brian Burns on defense. I feel like there's a decent young core here, and getting a good quarterback could turn this team from the first overall selection to a playoff contender pretty quick, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities for a quick turnaround in Carolina. No, I totally agree. The defense, to me, is the, is the big one there, is just how many freaking draft picks in the first round that they spent and first and second running picks, there's so many young guys on that defense, and it's going to be a, a very highly um, sought-after job by a lot of the best candidates. And you get the right quarterback here. You get to pick your quarterback for the future. So it's going to be a really exciting opportunity uh, for that quarterback spot. Ryan, for the number two pick, Las Vegas Raiders, 
there uh, for the second overall pick. They have not been good this season. I feel because of the money that is tied to Derek Carr, it's unlikely for them to maybe to start over there right away. It's in their cards. But right now I see that, you know, Chandler Jones did not pan out. I think the way that they would have hoped. I think there was maybe an expectation you throw him in across from Max Max Crosby and things would be great. On top of that, Cleveland Farrell, we know that that was a total miss for them. So then that puts us on the board drafting the likely highest graded player in this draft overall, Will Anderson from Alabama. We have back-to-back Alabama players getting selected in this mock draft. I just think this makes the most sense, though, because, again, it's either going to be a quarterback or Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. They need a little edge help. You could have been talked into Jalen Carter because they also could use some interior help. But I think either way is a smart move for them because right now they need some some defensive juice. What percentage chance were you think? Well, let me rephrase this. Yeah. How much did you consider quarterback even with their car tied up with the money? Like 20%. Uh, I, okay. I, I don't like I think the tied up money and like to them, they're in this perspective. If they're picking this high, which I don't think that they're going to be picking second overall, I think they're going to be picking no. a little bit later. Their yeah. problems right now are their offensive line mm-hmm. and various spots on their defense. So their offensive line is terrible, Joe. It's horrible. It's really, really bad. Yeah. And there's no one for them to take here. So their best decision is to go with best available. Don't overthink it. Plug and play. Will Anderson. They always feel like a team that thinks that they're win now. So that's yeah. always going to be their approach is just draft the best avail- available guy and maybe draft a quarterback in the second or third round if you want to go in that direction. Yeah, yeah. You know what's you know what's tough though, Joe, is I would have loved Will Anderson to have been on the board here with the Steelers at three because Ooh. they are in a weird situation here, man. You know I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy. I'm not. And oh, the first we know two for weeks, sure not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, but I don't think the year after drafting a quarterback 20th overall, you can pivot and then draft one third overall, right? Like that's a – you got to give him a shot. It. And it, it's, I know, well, but it's the same. If Tomlin re- gets fired, though. That's like the thing that well, comes that's in the equation. The, that's the thing, though, is I really doubt that Mike Tomlin, after one bad season, is going to get fired, right? So, like, okay. I can't anticipate a new regime. If it was a new regime, I would throw everything on the table. Like, I can draft yeah, the quarterback. Totally. I can do whatever. Like, you can you can make those types of decisions. With the assumption, though, for me, that Mike Tomlin is still going to be the co- the coach for the S- Pittsburgh Steelers going into 2023, can't take a quarterback here. <sighs> And then, I mean, Jalen Carter would be awesome, but you already have Cam Hayward and a pretty good defensive line as it stands. I guess I can make a strength of embarrassment of riches if I wanted to, but I'm going to go a little different here, Joe. And it's going to be a little higher than I would want to take a player like this. But I do think that Paris Johnson Jr. has been really good so far in 2022. Wow. And the Pittsburgh Steelers need an offensive lineman in the worst way possible sir like dan moore and chucks okor for as they're starting <laughs> offensive tackles is not the bag man that is not the bag so you draft a guy like paris johnson who's had some scheme versatility he's had some position flexibility during his time at ohio state wherever he pl- ends up plugging in with pittsburgh in year one is going to be an upgrade they need the worst way help on the offensive line paris johnson jr ohio state third overall higher than i would want to take him but here we are yeah, the Steelers feel like a team that wherever they're drafting, and they could even be drafting as high as two, maybe. I, I, I think it's probably going to be the Panthers at one regardless. But like if they're drafting before three, 
that they would reach for an offensive lineman. I don't think this is necessarily a reach, but this is significantly earlier than I think most people would consider Paris Johnson. But I totally agree with you. The guy has been truly dominant for Ohio State, and I talked about how much I really liked him coming into the season. I think he's done enough to consider himself to be a top 15, top 10 pick, which was a question mark coming into the season if he could play up to that potential. But yeah, no, this may, they have to get it fix their offensive line. They have to. There is no question about it. That is a problem right now, and that's what's what's losing them games. Separate from the the fact that Kenny Pickett is the man throwing the football. But if you yeah. want to build around him, you got to draft an offensive lineman. If the Steelers had the third overall pick, they are the trade back candidates in the top five, right? It's totally. like there's with CJ Stroud still on the board too, like. Hey, whatever team wants to get up to get CJ, come on up. Give me draft capital. Like, I doubt that they would sit there at three. But again, we are in a very strange situation. Worst Steelers team, Joe, of my lifetime, I would say. It's, I'm, and that's not <laughs> hyperbolic, man. They're <laughs> awful. They are a bad football team. Yeah, that feels really weird to to say um, that they're considering they've had now. three coaches in like the last 50 years or whatever yeah. it's been, 60 years. Crazy, man. They're, them not succeeding is a very rare outcome, and here they are possibly picking in the top five. When I think that's a, probably a very uh, a likely outcome at the at the end of the season. Uh, Ryan, on to number four, the Detroit Lions. Not a shocker here; they might finish a little bit better than this, but we all know where they're going with this. I know that they traded for Jared Goff, and I, I think Jared Goff's been fine. Like he hasn't been, he was tied for the league lead in touchdown passes. After I know. Three weeks. <laughs> I, I know. So like, that's why I don't want to say that he's been horrendously terrible. He's fine. And I think you trade him to somebody who wants like a stopgap quarterback. That's trying to figure their situation out. Like maybe Washington's that team. Heck, I think in the hilarity that is the Indianapolis Colts, he might even be the next Colts quarterback next season because their <laughs> inability to figure out their quarterback situation. Nonetheless, they're going to be picking a quarterback. We don't need to overthink this. They need to start fresh. The internal debate that I'm having with myself is, if I'm making this pick, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. However, mm -hmm. Dan mm -hmm. Campbell is the one who's making this selection, and he's going to want somebody who fits his mindset, his regime, um, his offensive play style. As much as I don't want to do it, I think Will Levis is going to be this selection if they're picking this early. If Whew. we just... Come on, you got to work with it? me here. Uh, yeah, I'm giving him Will. I, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just okay. listening to you. That's all I'm doing. I'm just listening. My my reasoning here, and I think that this is fair reasoning, is that Will Levis is a you know like a very gritty, tough quarterback. You know he's he dealt with the hand injury and tried to finish against Ole Miss. He was out this past week. He's a hard runner. In the history of Dan Campbell and just him as a just as a presence as a as a known entity in the NFL. I feel like he fits exactly what they're looking for. And if if this was Bryce Young, I think maybe you could talk yourself into Bryce Young, but he's gone. I don't know what, for whatever reason, I just think Levis makes more sense over CJ Stroud in the circumstance. Oh man, with the fourth overall pick, the Detroit Lions select Jake Locker. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go. Number five, Washington. Joe, you made this one easy for me. The commander's on yeah. the clock here. I was wrestling with, like, do I give them Will Levis that high? I don't want to do it. But now that C.J. Stroud's on the board, easy money, man. Washington is another team that they need a new coaching staff, if I'm being honest, right? Like the Ron Rivera Rivera's thing. Out. He's gone. Stop, man. He, Joe, you know, here's a great stat. You ready for this one? 
Mm-hmm. In 11 seasons as a head coach, Ron Rivera has eight losing seasons in 11 as a head coach. I don't know how he got that. I really don't know how he got this job. It's He's literally had three winning seasons in 11 years, and he is still respected as this good head coach, and it's a false city. Yep. But easy one, CJ Stroud, for whoever hopefully the next regime is. And I'm not, I'm not wishing anyone to get fired, but like, come on, man. We're they're hitting our heads against the wall <laughs> with Ron Rivera. CJ Stroud makes a lot of sense. Washington actually has a lot of talent on this roster, right? Like Terry McLaurin. You got Jahan Dotson at wide receiver. You have um, Antonio Gibson at running back. I know they like Brian Robinson a lot down there. Sam Cosby at right tackle, I think, is a mainstay on that offensive line for the foreseeable future. And then the defense, it, when Chase Young gets back healthy and it, if he's able to stay healthy, very talented player. Jonathan Allen is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. There's talent all over this roster. They have underperformed to expectations. Give him CJ Stroud. Give him a new regime. Let's see what they're going to work with here. Yeah, they're going to probably be in the market for whoever the third quarterback is available. And maybe we talk ourselves into Anthony Richardson if there's like a fourth. Maybe there's three guys that go before Washington's picking, and that's the circumstance that we're in. Yeah, Stroud, there, there's an, it's a no-brainer. They need to start fresh and similar to the Matt Rule Panthers situation. We don't really know who's going to be making this pick. So it could be uh, you know, a lot of factors – in who they want, the type of quarterback that they want. But if we're not wanting to overthink this, start fresh. They have been unable to figure out their quarterback situation since RG3, which is crazy. That's been since 2012, 2013, that they have had an inability to have a solidified quarterback situation because it went from him to Kirk Cousins and then just nonsense for the the future after that. So, yeah, let's let's give him Stroud. Easy money, man. Easy. Easy money. Easy money. Houston Texans selecting at the sixth overall pick. I, I think this is another easy one. Jalen Carter's roster, on the board. Man. It's a bad roster. Just do it. <laughs> bad bare bones roster. And with a bad roster that has tons of holes, you always have to draft draft best available. Just so happens here for the Houston Texans. They get maybe the best player in the draft with that debate between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Get Jalen Carter. You have an immediate pressure machine up the middle you can come off the edge maybe a little bit depending on the front that you're running i love jalen carter this is a home run pick if they end up getting him uh and they're building this team from the inside out they got Kenyon green they uh they also have Derek stingley who's looked fantastic so far so you get another great young player into the mix and this team looks a lot better already getting jalen carter it's such a no-brainer, man. Again, you're, you're a team that has so many needs. Jalen Carter has fallen because there was a run on quarterback and there was an offensive lineman ahead of him on top of Will Anderson. Just easy yeah. selection, man. I'll tell you the position that's easy for Atlanta here. Very easy. It Look, if one of the quarterbacks was on the board, I would consider mm. it there, right? Because Marcus Mariota, well, obviously, is brother, an there is a quarterback on the oh, board. Oh, stop. I'm not taking Anthony Richardson. <laughs> They have Jer- Jaron Hall as a top 50 kid. That's insane. Uh, go to edge, please. Edge yeah. is the spot that we're going to look at here. They ha- need pass rushers in the worst way possible. I'm going to go with Miles Murphy. I think it's a pretty easy selection here. He brings a physical presence at the defensive end position, a guy that can win in multiple ways, can slide inside on third downs if need be, scheme and alignment diverse type of football player, Miles Murphy. 
fantastic player. And again, Atlanta is a team that needs to continue to get better talent in here, get better talent. Hopefully, for their sake, Desmond Ritter is what they think he might be. Who knows? We might try to get a little test run on him this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Desmond Ritter guy, but like we'll see. But either way, Miles Murphy, best football player probably on the board there and a position of need for Atlanta. Yeah, man, Atlanta, God, they have had no edge rush. And like, like that's been their the bane of their existence, it feels like, since Vic Beasley completely collapsed as a player on that team. And like Miles Murphy, the thing that gets tricky, and as much as I want to support Arthur Smith, um, he might not be the guy also making this pick. Like there's a sure. possibility he could be out. But Miles Murphy, no quarterback. If you don't want to pull the trigger on Anthony Richardson, nice boost to the defensive line. It's way too early for Richardson, man. Like I, I can get with Richardson. All right, let me let me ask you right how, how early it, 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 would you be willing to consider it? I wouldn't start thinking about Anthony Richardson until the late last ten picks in the first round, like twenty two to thirty two. Like he needs to go to a good situation with a mm. team that is able to bring him along slowly. If he does declare, if he even does declare for this draft, like I don't think he's a kid that can just get thrown into the fire. And if you're getting selected in the top ten with your only potential competition, maybe Marcus Mariota comes back and Desmond Ritter, like you're going to play early on. And I don't think that's best for Anthony Richardson. He feels like, and I'm not compared. This is not a Patrick Mahomes comparison, by the way, circumstantially, he feels like somebody that's picking in like the twenties would trade up to take him at like 15. Like that's what it feels like. Somebody who's got like a good offensive line, but no settled quarterback situation like the Giants say that the Giants like somehow finish out the season strong which they're on pretty good pace to do it say they finish with like a a nine and eight record and they're done with Daniel Jones and they trade up to go and get him like that makes sense like I could talk myself into doing that if that's yeah I mean I'm just I'm just letting it marinate for a second man like I I will say this who who else needs a quarterback though like the Giants might just off the top of my head I mean Steelers, but they're not well, going to so, draft some, Somebody who's picking like in the back end that's got like an older quarterback that's not really the guy. I'm trying to think. <laughs> the Packers. <laughs> Indianapolis. Indianapolis about was another one that you, know, you could get yeah. yourself talking um, Let's think. I mean, oh, actually, no. I was going to say Seattle, but Seattle's picking next, right? Or a couple picks from now. but No, it's, it's Houston – picking right now oh then yes yeah, seattle's, seattle's picking a 10 couple couple from now yeah okay. yeah i don't know i don't know man it's there's just very few situations that i would feel great about anthony richardson falling into mm-hmm. right all right let's move on to the houston texans who have their second pick here now at the eighth spot while we were d- discussing that quarterback stuff i was battling here with the decision to make so these receivers are way over ranked in this mock draft <laughs> database I'm not touching receiver till 20. I am also, I, I, I don't know about you, Ryan, and I, we might talk about this on, on one of the shows that we do. I might be talked into taking Quentin Johnson first. Johnson no. first. Oh, you're not, no. you wouldn't do it? Okay. No. Nope. Nope. All right. Besides the point. Talk um, about overreaction of recency bias. There you go, sir. <laughs> oh, I am king recency bias. What else is there? I can we see that. I can see earlier. that. Yeah. Um, besides the point, you could either go Keely Ringo and get somebody to play across from Derek Stingley. And mm-hmm. I have spoken very highly of Keely Ringo coming in. But then I thought this over, and anyone who watched me scroll down a little bit, I say, for Davis Mills, let's get him a weapon. Let's get him a reliable target. There's no mm-hmm. receivers I'm willing to take here. You already got a nice pick, and you don't have to feel like you're 
you know, not filling other needs. Draft best available. Give me Michael Mayer, who has looked even better this season, which sounds crazy to say because he was already so good in the past. Uh, good blocking tight end. He's going to help in the run game. And then on top of that, easy dump off guy. Guy that you can get the football. Great added piece. And I think Davis Mills would be more than excited to be getting uh, Michael Mayer into this offense. Oh, that's what I would have done too, Joe. Michael Mayer is so good, man. It's mm. he's he everybody's already over underrating him, which is so funny. Like I know the NFL is gonna be really high on him. I know yeah. the NFL is very high on him, but everyone on Twitter is like, oh, he might not be that athletic. Like, all right, guys. Who, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, also he is athletic. He's just a hulking dude. Like he's 265 pounds. You can't expect him to move like some of these other 245-pound yeah. tight ends move. Like it's just he's- not. He's not Kyle Pitts. He's not. He's right. never going to be Kyle Pitts. But like, you can be athletic. He's like an extra lineman that can catch yeah. the ball. Like we need to contextualize the athleticism for a second. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, it's just people on Twitter that have takes. Man, that's mm. all it is. Can you go here with the Philadelphia Eagles? Can you go to Edge for a second? I want to take a look at something. Ooh, no, no. Oh, you're not going to talk yourself into it. Nah, nah. I'm going to hold off on that one. Philadelphia Eagles are an interesting team. Go to corner for me for a second. Because they are a team that has Darius Slay. I think James Bradbury is only on a one-year deal. So that could be a situation that might be interesting. Man, there's just I'm just not comfortable with this pick. This is another pick that's probably a trade-back opportunity for the yeah. Eagles if they make one. What a steal right now. The only, five, the only undefeated team in the league also has a top-10 pick because of that trade. Um with the Saints. Joe, I'm going to do it, man. Why not? We're f- feeling a little froggy here, buddy. Mm. Clark Phillips, the third from Utah. I knew you were going to do that. Dude, he's been fantastic he's this season. So though. good, man. He's such a good player. I may have, I, I talked myself out of not having him as the top corner in the summer, man. Like I was so close to having it. I had him at cornerback two right after Keely Ringo. And I understand Keely Ringo has the higher ceiling. Like I get it, but Clark Phillips is just so good, man. Like he's just such a good player. And with the Eagles right now, again, if it's Bradbury back for 2023, we don't know. But either way, Clark Phillips, man, can play outside. He can play inside. He's just a really, really good football player. You can never have enough good cover men. So Clark Phillips, the third to the Philadelphia Eagles. I also feel like because the Eagles are doing better this season and they're doing really well, and this is then the result of that Saints trade, they're going to be wanting to select a guy that's going to have an impact earlier. So in this situation, Clark Phillips is going to have a more early impact than Akili Ringo. And at the very least, maybe uh, Darius Slade does come back or or they have enough guys there and James Bradbury's back as well. He can play in the slot. Like, that's a really, really good secondary that you have if those are your three starting corners. Why did why did the Giants get rid of James Bradbury, by the way? Because he's been very good for the it's Eagles not so a, far. It's not a scheme fit. They switched from the, – they were like a, a, a cover three, cover two team uh, under Patrick Graham to now being – it's a lot more man coverage. Like they don't, hmm. it just wasn't a ski. Like I, I don't want James Bradbury playing man coverage. Do you? <laughs> uh, I, I also want to use good football players appropriately. So if I'm a coach, I would like to think that I would scheme to well, his strengths, but it was that. And then trying to fix what was the worst cap situation in the NFL or one of the worst cap situations in the NFL. Like they were like, it's an easy argument to be made. Okay. We need to fix our cap. 
this guy is not really a scheme fit. He's one of the highest salaries on the roster. Let's just mm-hmm. move on from him. Well, Philadelphia Eagles, your division rival, got a steal, man, because he's been very good for them so far. Very well, the, good. The Giants are going to beat them, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> I'm just Dan- If Daniel Jones wins the Super Bowl, I will eat a shoe on this podcast. <laughs> I really hope that happens. Um, yes. Last pick here for this mock draft that we're doing, 10th overall pick, Seattle Seahawks. Now, Pete Carroll might not be back. It's one of these situations. But if PD is here, I think that they are in a situation. Did you call PD? <laughs> I did just call him PD. Um, they are a team that can draft best overall because they've got a lot of holes. I am thinking and talking myself into slowly saying Peter Skaronsky, Peter Skaronsky but as we know, Peter Carroll is a, is a bit of a, a hack when it comes to making picks, and he always overvalues defense players. Keely Ringo, tall, long corner man. I bet you if they're picking in this spot, Pete Carroll is salivating over the opportunity to get a six foot three corner that flies up and down the field. So, hell, let's do it. Let's get Keely Ringo here for the Seattle Seahawks. You know the guy from UTSA? What was his name last year? The corner? Oh, Long my kid? God. Why is his name escaping me? We talked about him so much. Yeah, because he was so overhyped. Oh, uh, I, I, I know his name. I know his name. Number 20. Anyway, I say that because he's playing really well, apparently, for the Seahawks. So is far. he? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, he's playing really well. How, how ironic that he's... Yes. Well, we talked about it, though, right? He's a schemed guy. Like, he needs to be in the right spot. Tariq Woolen. And he fell to Seattle, and it was perfect spot for him. Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen, yep. Former wide receiver at UTSA, turned cornerback at UTSA. Six fifth, I think he only went, like, the fourth or fifth round, man. So, yeah. Yeah, it's the first ever six-foot-eight corner in the NFL. Um <laughs> No, but could you imagine Tariq Wollin and Keely Ringo playing opposite each other? That would be the the most disturbingly tall secondary in the NFL. That would that would be flashbacks to the Legion of Boom, man, where they had uh, <laughs> you, remember, you remember when they had Brandon Browner at corner and he was like 6'4, 220? Like, Sherman. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, and Sherman. I forgot about Sherman on the other side. Like 6'3, 195, the other side 6'4, 220. Like what? All right. And, and then in, in two years, whoever is trying to fix that team is going to be confused as all hell on what to do with those two guys because they only work in both of them together. I feel like only work in one scheme. Uh, Other than that, it's like a, it's like a puzzle trying to figure out how you get them to work together. (laughs) Dude, could you imagine Joe, imagine being a guy first day walking into the Seahawks during the Legion of boom days, right? Say you're an Mm -hmm. assistant coach or something yeah, and you walk in and you don't know anybody's face, right? Cause it's your first day and you see Brandon Browner, what position would you have thought Brandon Brown Tight played? Tight end. Right. Right. L- outside linebacker. Right. Yeah, probably outside linebacker. 6'4, 220, like a legit 6'4, 220 as well. Yeah. Like I would not that would have been like probably my ninth guess as far as a corner <laughs> would have been like the ninth guess, I would have guessed. I would probably would I honestly probably would have went tight end H back somewhere in that ballpark, right? Wide receiver would have been another. Right. He's built like DK. Yeah. Uh Defensive end, well, a, a pass, like outside pass rusher, if he's like a pass rush specialist, maybe a linebacker, safety would have been before corner, like just insane, man, just insane. Well, maybe a long snapper too, maybe a long snapper. Yeah, I don't, I don't know many long snappers that are built that muscularly. Most of them are quite, uh, are quite pudgy, Ryan. If if you uh, yes. are familiar with the 
scouting landscape for long snappers. All right, Ryan. How dare you insult Luke Rhodes like that, jerk? He's like the only guy that's in good shape because he was a linebacker. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, that's a great note to wrap us up on. Thoughts on the mock draft. If you hate it, please comment below. Just tell us how stupid we are. We love it when you do that. Uh, subscribe to the channel, the audio feed. Y'all know the drill. Thanks for tuning in. We are going to be back with more, maybe more mock drafts, maybe more prospect updates. You shall see. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.